Welcome to Honest Conversations, the most vulnerable podcast where we dive into deep conversations. We talk about everything that's vulnerable and we talk about the things that most people don't want to really dive into because it takes courage to share our thoughts, our feelings, as well as our failures and our insecurities. Whether in our intimate uh, or professional relationships, having honest conversations can lead to deeper connections with yourself and others. Today, we're here with Jamie Yanko. She's a breadwork uh, practitioner and teacher training trainer. Uh, she quit her job a while ago and shifted after her burnout. I'm so happy to have you here, Jamie. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to just chat with you today. It's been so long. Yes, it has been. We've met in Bali. Uh, when was it? 2019? No, it was actually yeah. not long ago. In, in the middle of last summer. Yeah. So about yeah. a year ago, maybe. A year ago. Actually, when I think COVID was still happening, right? We were there. It was quite empty in Bali. Now it's quite busy. I can tell you that. <laughs> So um, I'm super happy to have you. Can you tell the audience a little bit more about who you are? Yeah, so I'm Jamie. And uh, my story, it starts with uh, going into a 12-year career with Major League Baseball in the States, working with the Braves and the Yankees and the Dodgers and these big teams in this big role. And I, like so many people, hit that burnout and just started to ask, like, what is my legacy? Who am I really? What do I want to bring to the world? What kind of life do I want to lead? And so in those questions, I decided to leave my career in baseball and went into health and wellness, trying to help other women before they hit burnout like I did. And then I found breathwork and everything changed. (laughs) <laughs> everything changed. I went to a class. I thought it was a meditation class mm-hmm. and it ended up being a breathwork class. Mm-hmm. And so it rocked my socks off. I was crying. People were screaming. It was the first time in my life that I felt my soul and my intuition speak to me through my body. Wow. And at that moment, I knew I had to learn everything I could I had to teach it. And now I teach teachers. So a lot of my clients are coaches, entrepreneurs interested in the health and wellness space, Reiki masters, physios, because they want to bring breath work to their their clients. And so it's been a magical journey. That's amazing. And did you do that in Bali? The, the- no, I actually did my facilitator training in Los Angeles. Yeah. And then I moved to Bali for two years. And in those two years, I just expanded upon everything Mm -hmm. I learned in LA because there are so many different techniques and modalities as far as breath in Bali. So I feel like I've been able to create something with mixing the two that's really unique and that it's really special. That's amazing. Yeah. And for the audience who don't know, what what is bread work? What is it exactly? Great question. So when you talk about breath work, it's kind of like talking about exercise. There's a ton of different ways to do it, right? Like yoga is different from dance, is different from CrossFit. And so when you talk about breath work, there's a lot of different modalities. The what I focus on is conscious connected breath and holotropic breath work. So someone would come in, they're in a lying down practice in a specific breathing pattern. And through this, they can become much closer in connection with their mind, body, and spirit. 
We can actually release trauma. We can boost creativity and intuition. We can feel our feelings and express them and release them through our body. Yeah, that's amazing because emotions are stored in our body. Our body is so extremely smart that we sometimes forget about it or some people don't even know how smart our bodies are. Can you tell a little bit more about that and how board work um, helped you with releasing your trauma and your emotions? Oh my gosh. Well, this takes us into a story. Are you ready? (laughs) (laughs) So I had learned breath work in Los Angeles. I came to Bali. A lot of, like a lot of people, I went for a two month vacation, ended up staying for two years. Whoops. But that's what you can do when you own your own business and you can create the life you want online. Right. Exactly. So when I was in Bali, I had a near death experience about Mm -hmm. a month in. I was, I don't know if you know a lingaling, the waterfalls. I've been there. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Then, you know, exactly. So there's the different cliff jumps, right? So you can jump off the five meter, the 10 meter and the 15 meter. Quite scary, but yes, you can. (laughs) Well, I did. (laughs) And when I jumped off the 15 meter, I actually slipped and I slipped as I leapt in. And when I did that, I was really like top heavy. I didn't get in that perfect pencil shape that you should get into when you're jumping from that height. And I had the world's largest belly flop. Oh, no way. In the and water though? Like- yeah. yeah, in the water. So like if you're, if you're jumping from that high and you hit the water straight on flat, it's like hitting concrete basically. I mean, oh. I passed out immediately in the water and there were two men that I'm so grateful for that were actually in the water that swam over to me. And as they did, I had this out of body experience where Mm -hmm. I actually looked down on my body and Mm -hmm. I saw just, I saw my human right from this, from this place above. And it was, um, during that moment, I heard this voice that was like, what do you want to do? You get to choose. What do you want to do? And in that moment, I think, I believe that I chose to live and I opened my eyes yeah. and my, I was in so much pain in my, my chest and my neck, my teeth were basically chipped and some were shattered. Oh my gosh. That's... It was terrifying. And also like, I just got into Bali. I didn't know anyone. I was really, really alone. I was really scared. And I went to the hospital thinking that like my collarbone or my ribs were broken and nothing was broken. I didn't have one broken bone in my body apart from my teeth. Yeah. But I essentially walked away that day. So I walked away, my human walked away, but I was completely different on the inside. And now my body was holding this trauma. Mm. Wow. That, that must've been such a scary experience. And also to be there alone, right? Because we always talk about how amazing it is to be an entrepreneur and be traveling. And it absolutely is. But with every benefit comes a con, comes a downside, right? And that's being alone. And then being in such a situation, like a near dad experience. I mean, that's terrifying to go through alone and then having to, to deal with that. And also you're so alone that I think that 
um, how do you say that? Like you, you have to pull the strength from out yourself. You have nothing to lean on. And that's, that's insane. And also experiencing that, well, by the way, you have beautiful teeth. Like <laughs> hey, the dentist in Bali are amazing. Say <laughs> like if you broke them, they did a really good job. You have a beautiful smile, um, but that must have been terrifying. And what you're saying is like having a, that a kind of experience that shifted you so much. How did you feel from the inside in one day? Not even like having so much pain, but also being becoming a different person. Can you can you tell us a little bit more about that? How how did that yeah. feel? What happened? What shifted? So in that that first week after, I was just I think my body was in so much shock, and I was looking up online like because something happened to me, and I couldn't really talk to anyone about it because I felt like no one could understand, and I felt almost like a burden, mm. and then. I was looking up all this stuff online and people are like, oh, I had this out-of-body experience, this near-death experience, and I'm doing all these amazing things and blah, blah, blah. And I couldn't relate. I felt, I mean, I felt like shit. I was in my shit. And it was when I had a, um, I went to a free diving course in a med with some friends and we get in this course. I'm in this, like maybe five minutes in. we're in these really, um, simple breathing techniques. And I have a full blown panic attack. Oh, just the idea of breathing. And so here I am as this breath work practitioner that knows all about the breath. I couldn't breathe, breathing set off panic. And so at that moment I was like, I need to get into therapy because this is, this is, I can't move anything. Yeah. And so I reached out to a therapist. Yeah. Yes, just so much. And so I reached out to this therapist, um, talk therapy, and it wasn't, um, it, it just, I couldn't move anything through my body. And I, I just, I wasn't getting anywhere with it. And so I started to see someone in Bali that was, that's basically a somatic therapist. And she was able to help me actually move this energy through my body, through movement, through sound, through breath. And that was the the turning point, the changing point. It probably took me about a year and a half to be able to be one of those people to look back and say it was the best thing that ever could have happened to me. Um, in the moment, I couldn't say that. And I would get so frustrated when anyone would, would say something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> How can this be a good experience? I lost my teeth almost my life, but my gosh, girl, I like backwards. Right. And like, it's, it's, you have to go to the dark shit in order to find a light. Amen. And during this time too, looking back, I can see it really clearly that once this experience happened, I started to try to control everything in my life, Mm -hmm. control everything, anything good that happened that came my way. I held onto it so tight, especially like in relationship, in my business in everything. I couldn't let life move through me. Mm -hmm. And it, and that brought a lot more pain and a lot more trouble and I couldn't, I couldn't speak it even to the man that I was dating at the time. Like there was a lot of love and support, but I could not fully express to him. I couldn't fully express to anyone just the deep pain that I was experiencing. And with this too, was this apathy, this feeling of not even wanting to live. And it was so embarrassing to even feel those feelings, yeah. much less, who am I going to talk to? Who am I going to tell that? Like, I don't want to live anymore. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the thing, right? And I think that's a subject that a lot of people don't really talk about. But that's the thing like we should talk about also a little bit more because there's a lot of people who go through this and feel ashamed or scared to share this. Do you have any advice to people who are going through the same thing right now? I would say that you are not a burden. You mm -hmm. are loved. And to talk about it, talk to anybody you can. Mm -hmm. um, and especially lean on your loved ones. That was something that I really, really wish that I would have done. I think that I could have been understood more. And I think that I wouldn't have acted out in some of these patterns that I created at the time. And I would say too, to find someone where you can work on moving through the body. Like I did so much breath work and the breath helped me so much to be able to go into this subconscious, this theta state, and then be able to actually work through some of the trauma in a really safe and controlled environment with someone I felt really safe with. Yeah. And I, I love how you say that it, it was stuck in your body, right? It's stuck. So the emotions are stuck. So you cannot lie, let life flow through you. And I love that you say that because I feel like in the society where everything's fast paced, we all have to do stuff. And like, we're going into directions, trying to control everything we have because we're in a society. We have to have the job. We have to have the partner. We have to have this. We have to have that. So we're trying to control everything. And then people say, I feel stuck or I am yes. stuck. And that's just because life is not flowing through you. How has that to do? Is that related to breath? And I know it is a lot, but you probably can explain that a little bit better. Absolutely. I mean, to use breath and sound and movement, it's so, it's so primal. If we think about, you know, in the wild, a zebra that gets away from a lion, right? The first thing the zebra does when they feel safe is they shake. They shake all the trauma out of their body. And then they go back to being a zebra. As humans, we don't allow ourselves this like somatic, this embodiment release. And it's so, it's so simple. It's weird, right? But it, it changes, it will change your physiology. And when we can change our physiology, we can change our state. And then we can change our thoughts and our patterns and our beliefs. And then that's rewiring subconscious. Yeah. Beautiful. True. So true. Like, and it's, it's, it's funny because I started, I, I danced for 10 years way back long time ago. And I start missing that. I missed the movement of my body. And I start realizing at the moment I feel bad or I feel not good that when I start dancing, I think my body starts like the, the energy starts flowing because we're all energy. That's all we are just energy. And it's stuck energy. So how do you move things? Make sure that it gets loose is by moving your body, moving into it, feeling it, embracing yes. it and not going against it, right? Controlling it, trying to squeeze it so hard that it costs you so much energy. But I mean, I'm happy to do that in my room, but I won't be dancing on the street, right? So I mean, <laughs> should. honestly, we should, but that's kind of like embarrassing at this point. So what do you have as an advice for someone who is feeling that experience outside or in a conversation or at work or in the train? What can you do to connect with your body again and release that emotion or these emotions that you're feeling? 
Yeah. Well, first I want to say, I love that you brought up dance because that was something in that the two years after actually two years, my two year anniversary of my near death experience was yesterday. No way. Was yeah, it? So this is like my, um, like two year anniversary or two year birthday is the way I look at it. Um, but dance in the last two years, like I danced when I was younger, but I danced so much when it came, I mean, just finding a dance class. And just letting myself express through movement. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, it helped me so much. And then when it comes to like, if you're, I mean, if you're in the car, screen in the car, that's the best. (laughs) Um, But if you are like in a meeting, in a conversation, taking time to connect with your breath. So maybe you're just breathing in slowly for about three seconds, breathing out slowly for about six seconds and doing this for a minute, two minutes allowing yourself to drop back into your body, because then I know that you've probably noticed this too. Like when you're in your body, you can feel your intuition. You can feel your soul. You can feel who you are and you can listen to whatever maybe the next step of guidance is or listen to how you truly feel. And when we can, when we can like put words to how we feel, And then we can understand just like myself that day, when I was up here looking down at myself in the water, I knew that I was not my thoughts. I knew that I was not, I was the observer. Mm -hmm. And that's the beautiful thing of that day. Like I got to be the observer to this human, this avatar and look at her with so much love and compassion, knowing that I, I am a spiritual being having this physical experience. Yeah, wow, that's beautiful. And a lot of times we think that we are our thoughts and we are everything, but we're just source, we're just universe, and everything that comes with it is what we created. And that's the beauty of your energy. We can create stuff. Exactly. So amazing. And I think sometimes it's living in a world where we are so brought up that we are our thoughts, we have to do stuff, like we have to fit in this like little box and all these labels takes us away from who we really are and doesn't allow us to connect as how we should. So I find it, I don't know how you see that, but like as an education, this this should be like basic education that should be in our educational system, like learning who you are and how you deal with everything that happens with inside of you in order to not have problems like burnouts or people that are depressed and things like that because we don't learn on how to connect with who we are and what we are exactly in essence yes exactly and the greatest suffering right is like when your soul alignment and your ego are just far away right so the closer that we can bring those the closer just the the greater experience that we can have another thing that I learned from that day that I feel like I was really told was this, it was that this earth, this life is the only place that we get to go where we get to experience touch and taste and sound and, and just sight and all of our um, senses. And so to fully just live in those senses and to fully live in our body and experience life as just this incredible thing that it is, is really what we're here for, to play and to laugh and to make love, to really be inside of the experience. To embrace all that, that we can do that, you like in universe itself can. So that's, we're so blessed to have that. And 
I so agree with you. And that's also part of being more grateful, being more present. So do you have any exercise for listeners to become more present with those senses? Yes. So what I love, I mean, simple, it's like in meditation, I love to do like breath and meditation together. So say we're in a meditation and just deeply breathing in and out, in through our nose, out our mouth, and then just tuning in to what do I hear? What do I see behind my eyes? What do I smell? What do I taste? And just feeling into our entire body. And then on a day-to-day, just noticing, noticing where you are, what you're seeing, the colors. When we are in our breath, we're in our presence. If we really think about our breath, breathing in deeply in and out, we have nowhere else we could possibly be. We are in that moment. And that's something too that I love about breathwork and the breathwork journeys that I guide people on. It's all about that present moment. There's nothing else, nothing else. When we're in the kind of breath work that I spoke about earlier, this conscious connected or holotropic, we are literally shutting down some of our prefrontal cortex in that monkey mind, mm-hmm. sinking deep in this theta state. And we, we don't have this prefrontal cortex creating all these stories that we typically do. So we can actually feel, we can actually process, we can actually be present, be present. Yeah, which is uh, something that sounds so easy, right? Breath, like the most easiest thing <clears throat> that there is, but it's so hard. I remember so well, my first my first breath work, uh, I did a one-on-one breath work um, with um, someone here in Bali and it was so challenging. I told my breath work teacher like, I don't know if I can do this for 45 minutes. And he's like, you just have to breathe. And I'm like, I know, but it's, I'm almost getting like panic attacks by the thought of having to breathe, you know, and just being so conscious aware with that was so extremely challenging for me. And when I thought about it, it's like, how can breathing be such a challenge when you start becoming present and just focus on that breathing? How is it that that's so challenging? Well, it's funny that you bring that up. I had a client who said that um, just the idea of breathing or if someone ever said to her, breathe or relax, that it would bring her into panic, basically. And so allowing yourself to go so slow with the process, so slow with the process, um, because if we go in and try to go into one of these really intense breathing patterns, that could just make it worse, actually. And so allowing yourself grace, allowing ourselves peace and allowing ourselves to not have it all figured out and not have it all right. Because honestly, when it comes to breathing, you, we've been doing it a long time, right? We're messing it up. And so just allowing yourself to come back to the peace and the presence and the beauty of who you are. Yeah. Beautiful. And I love that you mentioned slowing down because I think that that's like exactly the point. Nowadays, we don't allow ourselves to slow down, to take rest, take a step back. We're always on this red way race and always on this fast train. So the moment we have to slow down, we don't know how to slow down anymore. And, And allowing your body and like your, your whole being to slow down. That's just that. I think that's the challenge that I was facing. If I think about it, and you pointed out right now, that's that's so so, um, yeah, on the on point. 
Um, mm-hmm. But I love also when you have the bread work and when you're working on these things, I was so surprised how much trauma I released in it. I'm, that's exactly where, when you said, you know, slowing down. So many of us too, we don't slow down because when we slow down, we feel our feelings. We are with ourselves and then we feel our feelings. And a lot of times that can be uncomfortable. Mm. And so I love breathwork for that being this like active form of meditation because we can then go in, we can then begin to process these. And especially if you have someone there holding the space for you and guiding you, it's Mm. such a, um, I don't want to call it easy but it is much easier to be able to go into that space. I, that girl, that was me for so long. I was just go, 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 go. Right. Like hustle. I was like number one in hustle culture. (laughs) I was just like, because I found that when I did slow down, it was, oh gosh, I'm carrying some of these, I'm carrying feelings that don't feel good. Mm. I am reminded is this is when I was in baseball. I was reminded that maybe I'm not in alignment. Maybe I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I was also in a a very long-term relationship at that point. And that also brought up feelings and emotions there. And it was just, it was really scary to face that and face that part of me and all of these parts that I didn't know existed that I had been suppressing for ages. It's like a Pandora box you have to open with full of shit. You have to go through like, well, I don't think today. (laughs) But then again, coming back, life is light and dark. If you want to feel the light and come back to to the purest version of yourself, there's a whole lot of shit, literally dark shit you have to go through in order to get there. And for all the people now feeling like depressed or maybe even don't know what what to do with themselves anymore, like it's you have to you have two choices right you have to choose to be like okay I'm gonna sit in the shit and just be surrounded by the shit the whole time or I'm be like okay you know what I'm gonna open even more shit but then I gonna work through it in order to get to the purest version of myself and feeling happy again and aligned do you have any tips for people who are like they know it, like they know they have to go through it, but they're like, ah, maybe tomorrow, not today, going to like one meditation for like, and then leaving it out again. Like, do yeah. you have any for those people that are, they know it, they know deep down, but they're are too scared to open that box full of shit. <laughs> yes, yes, I, I do. And to go back to, to what you're saying, like, I believe that there's this direct correlation between this joy and this love and this bliss. Mm our ability to feel that and our ability to go into the depths, into the pain, into the despair. And the higher we get in one, you know, the more we get into the other. So like to have this full spectrum of life and emotion, we have, it's all of it. I remember I lived in this land of like toxic positivity and just Mm -hmm. everything was great all the time. It's not sustainable. It's not And Mm -hmm. so when it comes to just opening Pandora's box and just starting to go in and go deep inside, I would say have, have friends and a community that you can really lean on during that time. That was probably when I first opened my box, that was one of the most important things is just having a couple friends that I knew that I wasn't alone and Mm -hmm. I could talk to them. It was that it was getting into practices that made me feel good. 
I know when I move my body, I feel good. I know when I get sunshine, I feel good. I know that when I'm like eating nutritious foods and taking care of myself and maybe journaling or praying or breathing or meditating, I know it feels good. And so the, I want to feel good. We all, yeah. all want to feel good. So picking out some tools that work, I have a, on my refrigerator, I have a whiteboard with a bunch of tools. So it's like meditation, dance, like all these things. And sometimes I don't want to meditate. Sometimes fuck journaling, but I can go to my, my refrigerator and be like, oh, but what I can do is go for a walk. What I can do is get some sunshine. And that feels really good. So always just thinking about that next step and knowing that we are the creators of our universe knowing that we can actually change our state by changing our physiology and just making one choice, just one choice. And that will make such a difference. Yeah. And I love that you say making it visual, making it tangible as well, because being in our head, like, oh yeah, I can meditate. Oh yeah, I can journal. Oh, I can walk. And they're like, you know what? I'm just going to drink a bunch of alcohol and go out, you know, like, or, or I'm just going to sit in bed and, 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 and not, and try not to feel anything. So making things tangible, like putting something on your refrigerator, or even if you're working on your computer, put it like on your, on your wall, the things that you need in order to slow down and connect again and, and, and move those emotions through your body. I think that's for me, that works a lot too. Like even like putting us as, as a, um, how do you call it? Like a screensaver on my, on my phone or on my background of my, just making sure that unconsciously as well, I become aware of what's helping me to move forward and Mm. um, making that tangible. Exactly. Exactly. That's a hundred percent it. And I just, the community aspect is too, so important. I know so many of us, like we're traveling and we're in this digital nomad lifestyle, but having community. And when you go to a new city, it's like, oh, there's this breathwork class or, oh, there's this yoga class or something that we know we can find anywhere we go in the world that makes us feel better. Yeah, that's great. That's amazing. It's actually funny you mentioned that because yesterday I decided to, uh, and I just created yesterday and all my old clients are in there now, is a freedom tribe, like a Facebook group where I, we were going to share a lot and connect because a lot of people don't have the like-minded people too, right? The people to connect with, the people to get support from, you traveling, you don't know any other people that are doing the same, um, but also mental support and support when you don't feel well, to have like a group of people knowing, going through the same things. So beautiful you mentioned that it's very very uh something that that I've been working on for a while too to create that since I didn't have that too you probably didn't have that either when you were in Bali and you haven't had people around you that that could just be the support be there for you yeah a hundred percent I love that like it's so important like as a coach you know like creating that container and just creating a place where people can come and know that they're not alone yeah yeah. Oh my gosh. And that reminds me too, of like the feeling when, after I had, um, had this out of body experience and this, um, near death experience, what was really a, an interesting, like element I want to add to this was the day before this, the day before that I jumped, um, I was at a pool in, in Ubud overlooking this huge jungle. And it was absolutely beautiful. And I was there with a friend of mine. And I remember even that day, just feeling really heavy feelings, feeling very apathetic and feeling like, gosh, I wonder what it would be like if I just jumped, like mm-hmm. that thought crossed my head. 
and I looked to her and we just smiled and had a fun day and you know I just was like I didn't say anything to her yeah then the next day when I did jump off the cliff I threw my life jacket in her hands and Mm -hmm. I remember she looked at me with just these big eyes and later she was like Jamie I knew something bad was going to happen but I just literally couldn't speak And then I go through that year of just these like hard feelings and I never spoke to her about them. And then in December of that year, she took her life. No way. Yeah. And I look back at that day we were at the pool and I think, I wonder, like, was I thinking the same thing that she was thinking at the same time, but we never spoke about it. Like we never, ever talked about it. And she was someone too that I knew from this like spiritual world in Bali. And, you know, she had her practices and the things that she, that she did too, but we never, we never talked about it. And so after that experience with, with her, it was just, it made it so much more important, this idea of community and this idea of like knowing where my friends are knowing where everyone is and not being afraid to have these conversations. Like suicide is something that, that I talk about regularly. And I talk about my friends and my family because it's one of those things that just no one speaks about it, but you would, but so many people have these thoughts at some point in their life. And so it's okay to speak about it because most likely they've experienced something really similar. Yeah. And I, I totally agree with you. And this is something that you know, there's so much shame on it, but because there's so much shame on it, people don't talk about it. Well, if we put that shame away, what if we bring up the conversation, how much life we could save just by being vulnerable and knowing you're not alone in that journey. And um, I had the same experience when I was 16. I was bullied for so many years that I thought about jumping uh, out of my window quite a while. Even one time, my mom just took me out of the window because I was just like, I don't want this anymore. I just want to escape. I just want to get out. Or um, yeah, I, I I had these experiences too, with that, which I actually never shared with anybody either. So this is also a first, but I think it's so important. I mean, this podcast is honest conversations. What about honesty if I don't be honest myself too, right? And um, yeah, I, I had that too. And the, the worst part about what I was experiencing is, is I got the courage to go and ask for help. So I went to a psychologist and from one to the other, nobody was really helping. It was just a checklist that they were going through. And I was like having to tell my story over and over again. And nobody came with, with, with love or kindness or support. So I felt I was just talking to a wall. And um, that for me started realizing too that it's the friends you have and the people surround you that give you that hug that you can share things to you and you don't have to tell your story and oh well how did that feel you know like you know to just really deepen a connection with people that you have in your surroundings because it's so important to be open and be vulnerable about it and I haven't been that either you know so it's we're just having here a conversation already three people come up with having this and experiencing that and definitely in a world where everything has to be kind of like perfect we have like people living their perfect life on instagram like people showing off the beauty of all they have not knowing what is the dark shit that's going on inside of them right and 
um, definitely living in Bali, I also realized that beautiful people that deal with a lot of shit too. Their, their stories look amazing, you know, and their profiles on Instagram, but knowing them in person, knowing that they have their extreme shit too, which you don't see. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's something beautiful. And it's something that I hope that if listeners are dealing with this or feeling that they have this feeling, be vulnerable about it and talk about it because you're loved, you're supported and find a community where you can be totally yourself without judgment, whatever, whatever you're experiencing. It's not embarrassing. We're all human. We all experience these feelings and these things that, that are just not talked about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. I'm so happy to have you here on my podcast. And we spoke about very, a lot of vulnerable things and, Thank you for sharing also your breadwork journey and your your almost dad experience and all the vulnerable things you shared to, to the listeners. And uh, I always end up with a last question. If you could have a billboard with anything on it and everybody in the world has to pass by, what will be on it and why? It can be everything, yes. pictures, whatever. <laughs> oh my gosh, what a great question. Um... The first thing that came to mind is what I'm going to go with. Um, it would it would just say, do it scared. Do it scared. I love it. Yeah, that. because in this life, like there's so many beautiful risks and there's such an experience to be experienced. And it's fucking scary. Yeah. It's fucking scary to express yourself, to put yourself out there, to, to really create the life that you want. And we're a lot of us are scared, yes. but we're doing it. Yes. So do it scared. Just do it because the world needs what you've got and the world couldn't exist without you in it. Yes. So let the world see who you are. Beautiful. I love that. I get so much energy. I'm like, yeah, I want to do it scared. Like, I love your energy. It's beautiful. <laughs> and I think I, I love that too. Make messy action. Feel yes. and do it anyway. Just go for it. You know, yeah, make it messy, like make it fucking messy. messy. Yeah, because yeah, that's like what we love is just like authenticity. So, like, let us see you and have you and just oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's great. I love that one. Thank you so much for joining me today for this podcast. I really love the way you work with breath and what you share. Thank you so much for that. Uh, where can people find you? So people can find me on Instagram at Jamie Janko, and then my website's jamiejanko.com. And if anyone is interested in taking their breath work, uh, practice deeper, if they want to share breath with other people, maybe with their clients or friends or family, and they want to learn how they can change the world with breath, Mm -hmm. reach out. I have courses that are going online. I have courses in person this year in Los Angeles, in Bali, in uh, Ireland. So I'm everywhere. Great. That's amazing. You're going all over the world with Frederick. I love that. Amazing. And guys, thank you for listening. If you want to connect, feel free to send me a message on Instagram at wildheartabroad. Make sure you subscribe and feel free to reach out. Um, Also, the Business Academy has opened its doors. So if you want to create your dream life uh, with building your business, which allows you to travel the world, Make sure you visit my website, www.selmawadoa.com and uh, make sure you plan in a free call. Love 
and gratitude. Thank you so much, love, and uh, hope to see you soon in Bali. <laughs>